Welcome to the Statelestide podcast. My name is Jenny Donnelly. I'm so happy you're here. We are in the middle of a conversation. We're on a still journey. So this book that I wrote and released in 2020 called Still, Seven Ways to Find Calm in the Chaos is something that we've been talking about. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about one of the seven ways that I describe in the book to get into that center of stillness where everything is still, everything is calm, even though the outside of the tornado of your life might look like, whoa, what's happening here? Lots of chaos, lots of moving parts, but we don't have to be crazy on the inside. And one of the ways out of the seven that I write about in this book is called the garden. So today I just want to give you just a little glimpse of what this way to find calm in the chaos is all about. So I want to describe to you a picture and this is how I used to live. And then I'm going to show you the transition and describe to you the transformation that God did in my heart and in my mind that really set me free in this area. So if you can imagine a rigid aluminum boat, okay, that is how I used to see my life. And maybe someone's boat isn't all cold and rigid. Maybe it's more like a cruise boat. <laughs> I don't know. But I just want you to imagine a boat. And I imagined all the things in my life are in this boat. All the things that I've said yes to God for. So God said, hey, Jenny, this is the family I have for you. Yes, Lord, that's what I want. Hey, Jenny, this is the business I have for you. Yes, Lord. Hey, Jenny, I really want you and Bob to plant this church. Yes, Lord. It's all the yes, the yes things, right? That we want to accomplish in our lifetime because it's a part of our destiny. It's a part of what God's asked us to do and invited us to step into these great things. And so you put all these things in this boat and they're awesome. They're wonderful. And then here comes another opportunity to add another thing like, hey, hear about this ministry. Hey, how about helping out at the church in this area? Or what about coming and serving over in this area? And all of a sudden you look in your boat and things are starting to get really heavy. Like the pile is getting bigger and bigger. And with every passing year, how is this all actually gonna fit? Because I only have 24 hours. I only have so much energy. My time and my creativity and my service and my heart are being spread really thin. And I'm trying to give all of me to all these things. And yet, as I look at this boat, oh no, it looks like it's sinking. Wait a minute. I can't put another thing in here. It's sinking. My life is sinking. And then people are like, hey, Jenny, I was wondering if you know. No, don't even bring it up. Don't even think about talking to me about taking on one more thing, right? And I'm not saying we shouldn't have boundaries. That's a whole nother conversation. We need to know what we're supposed to say yes to and what we're supposed to say no to for sure. But if this is the paradigm of my life. This is what I've agreed to. I've agreed to a certain amount of capacity. I've agreed to these things in my life. Well, what happens is as the boat begins to get lower and lower, and now I risk flooding my life, submerging my life in anxiety and shutting down and irritability and anger and resentment. And now I'm obligated. I'm not even doing things out of fun anymore. I'm not doing them out of joy. I feel obligated. I feel tired. I feel cranky. You guys get it. Here's what's happening. This boat is sinking. I'm sinking. I'm drowning. I'm like, oh goodness, here I go. Bye-bye. And the whole time I love Jesus, the whole time I'm very thankful for my life, but I'm telling you, I'm overwhelmed. That word overwhelmed really just describes everything I just described to you. So what do we do? You know, and this is where the Lord said, okay, 
first and foremost, this is an, an inaccurate paradigm picture of what your life actually is. Okay. Because here's what happens. If we live in this paradigm, then what we have to do is we have to look around in our boat and go, okay, so that my life doesn't sink and I don't lose my mind completely and lose my joy. I'm going to start throwing some things overboard because it's too heavy. So I'm going to find the least important thing that I've deemed the least important. And I'm going to throw that out of the boat to try to lighten my load up here, right? Because this load is heavy and it's taking an emotional tax on me and it's emotionally taxing on my family to see me go through this. So I'm just going to start ditching some of the things out of the boat. Okay. This is one way of living and we could do this. That's fine. We could live like this, but the Lord challenged me and he said, Jenny, your life is not a rigid boat with a set capacity. Your life, your heart, your mind is like a garden. Okay. So you are not in a boat at all. You are living in a garden. I want to read to you from John 15, just so that we can get our hearts and minds wrapped around what God means when it says that we are really about garden living instead of rigid living. That boat that I described before was basically whatever could hold 16 hours worth of things to do. That's what my life felt like rather than this garden where there was life flowing, there was pruning happening, there was new things cropping up, other things that the gardener was allowing to die off. And so my life had to come with a new idea of the ebb and flow of life rather than the rigid in and out of the boat. But I want to read you John 15 because this helps us really step into what Jesus wanted to emphasize here, which was living a life of fruitfulness versus just thinking we need to be productive in life. I had a mentor tell me many years ago, she said, God called us not to be productive, but to be fruitful, which I thought was very insightful. And yet I was like, wait a minute, how do I do that? How do I live in such a way that my life bears fruit? And it's not just about me striving and checking boxes and being productive. And so John 15 is what really drives this home. I am a true sprouting vine. This is Jesus talking. I am a true sprouting vine and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. So here we have a picture of the vine and the father, God, the father is the farmer tending to this garden. And Jesus is the vine. Jesus is carrying the nutrients into us. And verse two says, he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Okay, so who are the branches? The branches connected to the vine, who is Jesus. The branches are you and I. And it says here that the farmer, the father, cares for you and I, the branches, connected to Jesus by lifting and propping us up when there are fruitless places in our life. He lifts up the places in our life that are not bearing fruit. And he props them up to himself. That's what this says right here. The farmer, the father, props up areas of our life and pulls them to himself. And he breathes life into them and he helps them become fruitful. How is this going to happen? Well, we have to stay connected to the vine who is Jesus. 
staying connected to him 24-7, not just when we are listening to a podcast like this, not just when we are attending a church service. A lot of people go, oh yeah, I'm plugged into Jesus. I see him on Sunday or at least spend time with him on Sunday. I have a prayer time in the morning for 15 minutes and all those things are good, wonderful, love it. But what about 24-7? What about being nourished by the vine 24-7? This is where we get to fruitful living instead of feeling like, We're just looking at a boatload of tasks that we have to accomplish for the day. And we're like, hey, God, I hope you can help me with this stuff. And then we live under stress. But when our life is a garden and we are continually being resourced and nourished by the love of Jesus, his love nourishes us. The vine pushes love into our being and then we bear fruit. And if we're not bearing fruit, says right here, the farmer's going to prop us up. This is a supernatural thing. This isn't something that you and I get to put on our to-do list. It's something that God says he promises to do, that he will prop us up in the areas where we are fruitless. And then it says here that he'll prune every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. So have you ever had something disappear out of your life? Just poof, it's gone. And you're like, what just happened? Whether it's a relationship, maybe a business, Bob and I've certainly gone through that in the last couple of years where we've just like, wait a minute, that was a really great thing. Where did it go? This is what our God does is he cuts back the fruitful branches so that we can bear more fruit. And you know this from like a rose bush or you've seen beautiful trees. We used to have these huge cotton candy trees in our yard in our old house and it framed um, the landscape of our yard and they're so pretty. I looked outside one day and it looked like somebody came like a thief in the night and just chopped them all down to nubs. And you know, what I realized was because of the consistency of the landscaper that would come, that's why these trees were so big and beautiful when they bloomed because they'd been constantly pruned back and now they just were incredible. And that doesn't feel incredible. When we're pruned back, that doesn't feel so awesome, but that's garden living. When my husband and I were pruned from our business in 2019, this was a 20 year business, the fruit of this business was like the branch is hanging heavily over. I mean, we're talking so much fruit, so much love, so much, so many resources, so many connections, so many people. I mean, the fruit was just incredible. And so when we quote unquote lost this business, of course, emotionally, you're like, oh dear, what's happening? But what we knew was the kingdom principle of pruning, the farmer pruned back that branch. And you know what we know? Well, this is exciting because he prunes so that right here, I'm reading this, to yield a greater harvest. So instead of looking at God grabbing my business out of a boat, throwing it overboard and it sinks to the bottom of the sea. Okay, that is not kingdom. (laughs) When God take something and he prunes it back, it's because he's pushing fruit in that same area or another area. He's pushing fruit out of us somewhere else. Do you see how get out of the boat? Like this boat thing, this is not kingdom, but a garden, this is kingdom. And this is, I'm going to continue reading this really quick. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me for I remain in life union with you. Remaining is abiding. Remaining is a 24-7. When you go to the dishes, 
bring Jesus with you. He's in you anyway. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within you. If you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to dwell inside of you. I choose you to dwell inside of and to be so intimately connected with that I'm going to be closer than your breath. I'm going to dwell inside of you. So we go do the dishes. We go, we're taxi mom. We're doing all these things. We're doing the bills. We're doing, even in the mundane, all these mundane things that we do during the day, God himself wants to do these with you, alongside you. Um, He wants to help you with things. He doesn't want to just do your life by himself. And then he just comes back and reports to you every once in a while. Hey, I did this for you. I think you're going to like it. Yes, he does some of those things for us, but he really likes to do life with us. And that's where this vine to branch nourishment comes in. But I do want to point this out is that when we are continuously nourished by love, and if you continue to read through John 15, that's what it says, that we are continually nourished. I'll jump down here to this. It's verse 10. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. See that love that nourished Jesus. He said, that's the same love that I love you with and I want it to nourish your hearts so that you can live with the joy that I live in. Jesus is like, hey, listen, I live in a ton of joy. I want you to have this joy by being nourished by the Father's love, be nourished in my love so that you can have overflowing joy, overflowing gladness. And this is why we have to let go. See the boat, that context, that paradigm, that kept me the captain of the ship. That kept me in control where I get to decide what's in my life and what's not in my life. And I can even look at my life and go, okay, God, well, you called me to this. And now I see my boat sinking. And now I actually resent you, God, because you're asking me to do too many things and it's just too much and it's too stretching. And I just don't know if I can do it and see how now it becomes I'm in control. And now that I have no control, now I'm a victim. We got to get out of that paradigm and we got to get into the garden where it's like, hey, there's the farmer. Let's go talk to him. What are you doing? And he's over here just putting a new plant in your, in your life. And he's planting something new and he's describing it to you. And he's, you know, digging up the dirt, putting the plant, putting the seed in and watering it. And he's like, Oh, you're going to, I just can't wait for you to see this. It's going to pop up in a couple of months. And then you're going to see a bloom after four or five months. And this is going to be so amazing. I can't wait for you to smell these. They're just incredible. And you're like curious. You're like, what is he even talking about? What is he doing? And you just get this sense that there's a farmer, there's a gardener, and he's taking care of your life. And then you go over here and you're like, wait a minute, where'd that friendship go? Wait, wait, what happened here? And you go to the gardener and you say, wait, I, I, I'm, we're missing. Where'd this plant go? This was here. I came and watered it every day. And he says, you know what? <sighs> we're doing something new. We're doing something new here. So if you just trust me, I'm landscaping your garden. I'm doing some pruning back and I'm, and I'm wanting to bring more fruit into your life. And so you're just gonna have to trust me. And, and now this garden, li- garden living takes me out of the captain of my own ship and it makes me a person who now is just receiving love and receiving life from the vine. And I'm not the one who's in control anymore. I'm just receiving the goodness of God. I'm receiving my destiny as he has already gone ahead and written it before I was ever born. 
Isn't that incredible that you could just be in flow with the destiny that God put before you instead of feeling like you have to control what's in your boat and out of your boat? Instead, you can wake up and just kind of be in wonder and be in awe. What is the gardener doing over here? It's it's like rather than taking control of your life, we reposition ourselves to becoming curious about our life. We become curious, God, what are you doing over here? And what's going on over here? And hey, God, can you explain this? This is a really sad thing that happened over here. What happened to this? Or, you know, my business, it feels really stale. I feel like it needs, it needs life in it, God. Would you come over here and just, and breathe? And he just takes this huge inhale of oxygen and the farmer just breathes on this plant. And he says, I'm so glad you asked. I wanted to give you more life in this area. Thank you for asking me. And now we're co-laboring with Christ. We're in this garden. And so I'm just describing this in picture more than I am able to describe it in words because it's more about how you view your life and the things that God has asked you to accomplish. This for me brought me out of being overwhelmed and trying to be in control of my life. And it brought me into a place where my life was being cared for by a gardener. I'm not the gardener. He is. And it brought me great peace and it brought me great relief. And it also brought me a sense of adventure and curiosity and took away the idea that I have to be in control of what belongs in my life and what doesn't. That's up to the gardener. Father, I just want to pray for all of you. Father, I ask you, God, that you would help us take our hands off the steering wheel and we would just back up and say, God, thank you for the display of this beautiful garden of my life. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my family. Thank you for what you're doing to resource me. And I even thank you, Father, for the pruning and the removing and the new things that you're planting. I'm so excited to see what you're gonna do over the next several months by the new things that you planted in my life. And I come into a place of trust and curiosity and adventure with you, God, and I repent for believing that I'm the captain of my own ship. I am not the captain of any ship. I am your branch and you have resourced me with the love of this man, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for bringing love and resourcing us and nourishing with with love. And love is what runs through our veins so that we can live in great trust of the farmer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, you know what? If you have not picked up your copy of this book, I think it will bless you. It's called Still Seven Ways to Find Calm in the Chaos. You can get it on our website at john1930.com or you can get it through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, plenty of other places to get this. But I'd love for you to get your hands on this book and more importantly, your heart in this book because it was a great revelation that God changed my life through and I wanna share it with you. The other thing that we have kind of an upgraded experience is what's called the Still Experience Masterclass. And this is found on john1930.com. It's our master level class. It's eight sessions. And this is me taking you through every chapter, every way to find calm in the chaos. And I take you through this book. And what we do together is I minister through these different ways for you to unplug from control and re-enter your life to a place of receiving the, the goodness of God and receiving the calmness and the peace and the joy and the overflow of fruit from your God. And so this masterclass has been amazing. We've had tons of testimonies of people saying what it's done for them. So I'd invite you to take a look at that as well. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook at Jenny L. Donnelly. And I want to thank you if you've become a partner of Tetelestai Ministries. Thank you so much. It's because of you that we get to reach people all over the world for the gospel. And many of them, I'm telling you, 
many of them, even those domestically, have not ever heard the good news of Jesus Christ. And so it's because of your generosity that people are encountering a living God. And I want to thank you for that. If you are interested in partnering with the Telestai, we want to thank you by giving you access to our library of over 20 different courses everything from marriage to health and wellness to spiritual growth and leadership. You're going to find a lot in there that will give you an upgraded experience in life. And so you get access to this library for absolutely free as a thank you for your $29 partnership. If you want to become a visionary partner, you can do that. And that's a $59 basic entry, $59 a month. And what we do is we give you access to our library and we also send you 12 ounces of probably the best tasting coffee you've ever had. It's called Vision Coffee. We are partners with Vision Coffee. Vision Coffee is planting churches all over the world and giving jobs to people all over the world. It's a really neat ministry, but we've partnered with them. So through your $59 contribution, we're able to send you coffee from this um, plantation in Nicaragua. And also we're able to partner to help them grow and help them plant churches all over. So we want to thank you for that. Hey, you guys be blessed. Have an incredible day. And just remember that the farmer is at work 24-7, pruning, planting, watering, breathing life on you. And he loves you too much to not totally take control of your life and do amazing things for you. All right, we love you and we'll talk to you next time.